I don't think anybody should kid themselves about the fact that this fight between Disney and Florida is real. And people have absolutely taken sides. Along, uh, of course, with lying about the the impetus here, uh, this parental rights and education bill, which those who lie and don't want to have an honest conversation have dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill. They are liars engaged in a false narrative to push misinformation. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. How are we doing, everybody? Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. But there's an interesting conversation about whether or not Ron DeSantis and the Florida Republicans in removing this district, the Reedy Creek District, removing this ability for Disney to engage in some self-governing of 25,000 acres and actually goes into effect a year from now. Is this too far? Is this the 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 Florida Republicans getting revenge on Disney for opposing a piece of legislation or is this Disney having to learn that when they engage in some of this ugliness they shouldn't be surprised if there is a response or is it more nuanced than that Larry O'Connor joins us right now he's a senior columnist at townhall.com a fellow uh, radio host And the piece that you wrote, Larry, this is the way, right? Part of the VIP section at townhall.com. You can become a VIP just like you can at redstate.com, sister site to Town Hall. You promo code CATS, K-A-T-Z. And and how you start it is is that uh, Americans are engaged in a fight for our values, principles, and rights as parents to raise our children through the lens of those same values and principles. And... You make the the argument that conservatives, moderate Americans may not recognize how these rights are under assault, but they'd be wrong. So is your take that Ron DeSantis and everything he has done is fighting for those rights and principles? Yeah, I think I would, Tony. And thanks for having me on, my funky friend. Uh, This is, you know, lost in some, you said we got to be truthful about this. Let's let's be truthful about this because lost in a lot of the debate over whether Florida was correct in their uh, response to Disney here uh, is, is a whole lot of falsehoods. First of all, this has nothing to do with Disney's right as a corporation to exercise their opinion and free speech. Uh, this goes well beyond speech. They have publicly committed to overturn this law and they've already committed $5 million to that endeavor. That's not just speech, that's action. All right. That's number one. Number two, everyone, including some friends of mine who are conservatives, who are understandably concerned about a government wielding its power and its influence to punish a company for their political activities. And I get that impulse. I do. But they seem to overlook one very important detail, and that is what this law is, what Disney has decided that they are in favor of overturning. What is Disney's intent here? This law says that a four-year-old child should not be instructed by a government employee at a government school on the government dime. That child should not be instructed about sexual and gender ideology if it opposes their parents' beliefs. And Disney has decided that they're going to spend $5 million, at least if not more, to overturn that law. 
And I don't know why everyone who says, oh, this is wrong, the government shouldn't do this, this is, you know, a conservative, real conservative, a real Republican wouldn't be in favor of the government doing that. They don't want to talk about what the law really does. And I'm sorry, if you're a conservative Republican holding elected office and you don't draw the line on a four-year-old being instructed in gender and sexual ideology against their parents' wishes by a government employee, then I'm sorry, you're not a real conservative Republican because that trumps it. So I have made the, the, the argument here that I have no interest in sexualizing second graders, and I find it very strange that some people do. And I absolutely, like you, believe that that's a worthy fight, which is going to bring us to a conversation uh, about the culture war, your time at Breitbart, your working side by side with Andrew Breitbart, the late Andrew Breitbart, and how that maybe hits you differently than how it hits me. But when you talk maybe. about other conservatives, yeah. uh, we're talking about people like people with real, real minds, people like Charles C.W. Cook over at National Review. You, who has uh, who thinks that this is a misguided uh, attack on Disney's legal status? The argument the other way is you won. We have the legislation. Kids are protected. Disney wants to go about acting in a Citizens United kind of way and putting their dollars where their mouth is. They're more than welcome to. So why are you taking away this status uh, from them that they've had since 1967? All right. So let's say I'm a Florida taxpayer. I'm a Florida voter and I voted for Governor DeSantis. I voted for a majority in the House of uh, Delegates or the state legislature. I voted for a majority in the Senate. I'm a taxpayer in Florida. I'm a voter. And I just put in the government that represents me, represents my values and represents my principles. And they're doing what I want them to do as my representatives. And they've now just passed this law, which, by the way, is overwhelmingly supported, not just by those very Floridians, but it's frankly supported nationwide, even by Democrats in this country. All right. So they've just done that. And now here's this corporation who in many respects lives off the largesse of those very taxpayers. Let's just be clear here. This is this is not punishing Disney. This is taking away an incredible benefit that the people of Florida for 50 years have given them. All right. So so now I'm a voter and and my generosity in allowing Disney to be able to operate autonomously from the government the way other companies have to. That generosity that I've afforded Disney is now being turned around and used as a weapon against me personally through my representatives and through my government. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. Listen, this is not a punishment of Disney. This is a withdrawal of a special benefit. You have kids, Tony. I've got kids. We, we raise our kids, right? Our kids get special things. They get gifts. They get wonderful benefits from us because we're loving parents. But if they break the rules of our home, if they actively work against us, at the very least, we're going to take away special benefits. Maybe they're not going to get to go to that great movie. Maybe they're not going to be able to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Good God, I hate Chuck E. Cheese, by the way. But that's just a with, with removal of a benefit. Disney can keep operating, keep doing what they want, follow the law. That's fine. The government's not going to punish you. But good God, the government, through the taxpayers and through the citizens and the voters, certainly shouldn't be giving them benefits and special favors. Talking to Larry O'Connor, uh, senior uh, writer there at townhall.com, I, radio host. I really w- hate Chuck E. Cheese. I'm I know, clearly. Clearly you do. Station. But it is is just I mean, there, just look, Chuck, no, no, no. It's it. I, I don't think Chuck E. Cheese is so much my demographic. So I think okay, I think good. that you're good. good. You could also find him at WMAL uh, Radio there in Washington D.C. Now you should understand that that, that I'm with you. But I'm I'm very very interested in the conversation because only only the political right 
could actually have this conversation. On the political left, there is nothing but fealty, and we saw that from Jen Psaki of MSNBC via the White House uh, in tears over this, and I don't question whether her tears are real. I question why she doesn't have tears for other parents out there who feel absolutely abused by what schools were, were trying to do and feel thrilled with what Governor DeSantis is doing. But very often yeah. this is labeled, Larry, as, as the culture war. Uh, and and so I'm a guy who who wrote for some of the Breitbart sites back in the day. You were an editor of the Breitbart uh, sites and, 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 the, and the video world. You, you worked with Andrew. You've been more uh, maybe connected to the culture war uh, than I have in, 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 in those kinds of ways. I don't think culture war is such a bad thing to say, man. I don't... Since when did this become a problem? It is a culture war. It is against Randy Weingarten and what's going on with unions. It is against legislation uh, like this. It is against a, a, a what we see, the attack on the libs of TikTok, uh, a Twitter account. It is uh, regarding Hollywood and how they act, but how they want to treat us. Why is culture war such a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. It, 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 here's the thing. The, the culture in our country... Uh, via our schools and education and academia and music and film and television and theater and late night comedy shows. It's really not important, except for the fact that it's probably the most important thing around. Okay, that it, it is literally the most important thing because these fights are being fought on that tundra, on that territory. Otherwise, why would the left be so freaked out about this? Why would that why would they care so much if this isn't critically important to them? They're just not used to us fighting back. And, and the idea that this is a culture war, the only reason I don't like the terminology of culture war is because it's wielded to paint a picture that we conservatives are picking a fight, that we are waging the culture war. No, 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 no. We didn't wage the culture war. The war has been thrust upon us, and we just happen to lately be standing up and fighting back. We're actually finally engaging in the culture war that has been pretty one-sided for the last couple of decades. So the question that then gets asked, right, because the you, you see what they're trying to do with, with this, this legislation and what it's trying to stop. And then there are people who want to make the claim that it's don't say gay. It's going to endanger the lives of, 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 of young children. They're going yeah. to some pretty big damn extremes to be able to say we should be able to sexualize second graders. We should be able to teach gender identity to second graders. This is the hill they're going to die on with America? Listen, I, you know, I, you were polite enough to mention my radio station in Washington, D.C., WMAL. We're, uh, we're, I do the morning show just as, as you do uh, your great show in Indianapolis on the station that I love so much, WIBC. Um, you and I, we get to talk about the things that matter most to the people in our audience because they're happening right there in their neighborhoods. They're happening right there in their backyards, right? It's, it really is a a benefit, a joy almost to do local radio compared to, you know, a a national show where you're sort of stuck just talking about Pelosi all day. And one of our local stories in Washington was the fights in the school board meetings in Loudoun County and in Fairfax County, Northern Virginia. And it got a lot of attention, right? I mean, you probably saw quite a bit of those, those discussions that we were having. It ended up affecting the gubernatorial race in Virginia, a state that has been going Democrat statewide for every election cycle since 2009. And suddenly a Republican out of nowhere beat an incredibly well-funded quasi-incumbent in Terry McCullough. 
How did he win that election? Because of this issue, because of this issue, because parents draw the line on their kids. They, and they very much draw the line on our tax dollars going to a government institution with government employees specifically undermining our own children and the values that we're trying to teach in them. And, yeah, it won in Virginia with the schools, and now it's a winning issue in Florida with Disney. This whole relationship with Disney that Florida had was kind of this. Listen, we're going to give you these benefits. We're going to give you these tax breaks and these, these, these um, uh, uh, regulation breaks, and you can self-govern. But here's the deal. You mind your business, which is building hotels and theme parks and bringing tourists here. You mind that business, and we'll mind our business which is which is running the state okay and you keep your nose out of ours and we'll keep our nose out of yours and then disney violated that trust and when you do that i'm sorry you've got to respond and do what's right for the voters and the people of that state and that and that's why frankly i'm i'll tell you tony i mean it's it's pretty early in the 2024 election cycle but ron DeSantis is showing me that he's the guy who gets it and he can actually utilize his role in government and elected office. He's not interested in just winning the the election. Once he gets in, he actually does what the people Wait a second. Wait a second. Ron DeSantis is doing that in Florida, sure. But I've got Governor Greg Abbott of Texas that's uh, sending people here illegally to Washington, D.C. I've got Christy Nome who's protecting the rights of, of young women in sports. And I have got the great governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan, doing absolutely nothing. normally normally i bring up the governor of indiana but for you i mean between holcomb and hogan that's a twofer right there yeah pretty fun stuff isn't it it's like a it's like a dream look it's it's um it's going to be i i think that the real contrast obviously is that everybody's waiting to hear what trump said and I, i made a veiled reference to trump who I like by the way and i think that he was a fine president and and he should still be our president in my opinion but Let's face it, he he did not utilize the power of his office in the most judicious and effective way because of a whole lot of uh, uh, extracurricular and unforced errors. Not all his fault, certainly, but some of them were his fault. Uh, and, and the fact that DeSantis doesn't provide those distractions and doesn't provide the, the, the challenges that go along with being Trump, I think raises him uh, above the former president at this point. Larry O'Connor, you can find his work at townhall.com, where he's a senior columnist uh, and radio host. Larry O'Connor is his name. This is the way. Become a VIP over there at Town Hall. You can use promo code CATS, K-A-T-Z. Uh, Larry, do you have a promo code? Ah, don't worry about his. Just use mine. It's totally You're fine. promoting my article with your promo code? Is that what's going on here? God bless America. God bless <laughs> America. Larry O'Connor, always a pleasure, man. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz.